We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here, as always, with the old man, Andreas Hale. Coming off of a huge weekend, a weekend in boxing, Canelo Alvarez versus Triple G. The trilogy is now closed. We were both in attendance, so we're going to go through that. What it was like on fight night, the undercard, the entire main event fight, what's next for both fighters. We'll talk about all of that today, as well as right after this show. After we're done recording, fly into New Jersey. And I'm going to Shakur Stevenson's homecoming fight, defending both of his titles in Jersey. Should be a great fight. Good card there. We'll talk about that. Saturday is packed as well. Joe Joyce versus Joseph Parker from overseas. Floyd Mayweather's fighting the Bims, right? That puts a smile on your face. I don't know if there's urban loitering in Japan. There's not. But it, you never know. It could be. Wherever Floyd goes. Girls collection. There, there'll be no girls collection. No girls. Not in Japan. There won't be any of that. It's, yeah. It could be. There's a new Japan wrestler. His whole gimmick is pretty much Floyd Mayweather at girls collection. So, so you never yeah. know. Never know what Floyd gets into over in Japan. We'll talk about his boxing exhibition a little bit today as well. But starting off, it's all about Canelo Alvarez. It's all about Mexican Independence Day weekend. Him trying to bounce back from the first loss he's had since Floyd Mayweather. So it's been a while since we had seen Canelo lose. The doubt creeped in. Some people dropped him entirely off of the pound-for-pound list. Don't get me started on voting for pound-for-pound list. Something I had to do after this fight. But now that we've seen how the weekend played out, we'll take it from front to back. But looking at Canelo's career as a whole, now he's 32 years old. You may not see him again until he's 33. Where does he stand? Is he the best fighter of this generation? No. He's not. Of this generation, that would include... 32 no. and under. I mean, you, you, I'd go 35 and under is his generation. Until this next generation, which I guess we'll talk about a little bit because I was running a little late getting here because uh, ESPN put out our... Top 25 under 25 list. I'm pretty, I think you guys just did one of sporting Yeah, we did. Well. We so did. we'll touch on that here in a second. Yeah. I don't know, man. We're going to talk about this fight, but 
I got some concerns about Canelo. This is his worst year he's ever had. It's followed up by the best year he's ever had. Yeah, but this is so the we're worst. very recent. C buys. No, I'm, this this is I, there's no competition. This is the worst year he's ever had. He lost to Bival. Sure, and we'll talk about this fight. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad. I, I wholeheartedly disagree. A lot I'll of people explain. say he's not great in this one. He wasn't. I probably got to run it back. But to start our night, last show we talked about, oh, amazing undercard. This undercard sucked. Undercard not deliver. Great. It wasn't What great. happened? <laughs> Everyone must have seen the theatrics. We were at the weigh-ins. The guy yeah. came out with his dog. He was trying to do a lot. And not like a little puppy. Yeah, that was, what's that, Ammo? Emma Williams, Emma Williams. Yeah. came out with his full-fledged dog. That was a highlight of his weekend because his fight was not great, even though I think they matched him very hard. They, no, they didn't match him hard. Did you see Ammo throughout the week? Ammo's got some issues. Ammo's. He uh, took some time off because he has some mental health issues, and he just did not look right this week. Something's going on. And it's a tough stage. Yeah, and like you're, on, you're an on-the-rise fighter, and it's not necessarily that you were matched up tough. You didn't perform hmm. because of whatever you got going on in your life. So, no, Ammo... Wasn't great. It was there. I mean, Canelo came. I, I've never seen a full-fledged walkout entrance. I got the Goldberg for the weigh-in. <laughs> for the weigh-in. From the locker room, not one person rapping him out. Oh, no. Two people rapping him out. And it was just like, damn, we got to top this tomorrow. Clearly, they didn't, like, do a walkthrough of this. Because my man had no idea where the beat was. He didn't know if it was on the stage. He didn't know if it was in the arena. It... This was a sign of things to come. <laughs> uh, they might have been doing a little bit too much. They, they were. They, Just a little they, bit. Did a, they did a lot. This was one of the most uneventful fight weeks for a fight that supposedly had so much tension and beef. It, we didn't feel tension and beef throughout the week. No, I mean, not as much as, say, six months ago either. Yeah, no, we didn't. There was the emotions here. were riding high. They really ran out of trash talk by the time we got to fight week. Yep. The only thing left was to fight. And it's hard to say that Canelo losing didn't take some luster off him. No, I mean, it absolutely did. But you have a third fight. I don't know. The energy just didn't feel right. Like, it, it felt, something felt off throughout fight week. Maybe it's the way it was promoted by Matchroom in the Zone. The press conference gave us nothing. No. Stare downs weren't incredibly intense. It just felt like this should be bigger, but it didn't feel like a big fight. Nobody was in the arena until the main event. That was weird. With like, an undercard that was fairly stacked. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it, it was a weird, weird, weird feeling for a Canelo fight. I would say publicly announcing the walk times might not be the best idea. It's not. I mean, you know, there was a lot of celebrities in the building. Yes, so, eventually. I mean, Dave Chappelle and Joe Rogan were there from like three hours before the yeah. main event. Well, they're Joe, fight fans. Joe was at the UFC card. Or oh, so he was just he? Head right I believe he's at the UFC. No, 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 no. No, he was doing something else. And he ended up at the fight. Yeah. But yeah, they got there early. I mean, so it makes sense for a celebrity to know when the walks are. But when you tell everybody what time the ring walks are, and it's at T-Mobile, which means it's not connected to a casino, which means if I'm going, I'm not going to get the atmosphere. I'm going straight into the arena to the fight. Yep. You ain't gonna watch that undercard. Nah, and it was they ain't missed nothing at all. And I thought they would. That was disappointing. But we got to start then. I I think with the co-main event, Bam Rodriguez 
I'm still really high on. We'll talk about this 25 under 25 list, I guess, here in a quick second. But he was tested. Yeah, tested early. He's pulled away late. Uh, and by that, he still outlanded his opponent 9 out of 12 rounds. Yeah. It's Bam Rodriguez, I think, he needs to take a break. He's fought three times this year. He's young. But take a little bit of time. Because you could, it was a type of fight where you could tell, like, He's been in training camp all year. Yeah. Right? And now you got to get ready for the winner of Chocolatito and uh, Estrada. Take some time off. Don't I mean, take that, another That's break. a forced break, right? Because they're not fighting till December. Right. So you really don't have to do anything. No, and he shouldn't. But you could tell, like, this fight made me see it was like, oh, he's wearing down. Right? Like, oh, he's, he's there, but he's not 100%. Because each training camp takes a little bit out of you, and he hasn't really had a chance to recharge. To me, it just looked like... It's hard to get up for that opponent after your last two. Yeah. So, you, you know, you just fought two legends of that division. There's two more to go. You see that. It's, it's the trap game, as they call it in, in college football, right? Yeah. It's like, yo, you got Bama next week, but this week you're playing, I don't know, Texas Southern. Right. And then next thing you know, it's seven to three at halftime, and you're looking around like, oh, shit, okay, I'm, I, I actually got a game. I got to turn it on. That's yeah, the same thing. He can see the next fight. He knows that damn near for undisputed. I think one belt away. And then it's just like, yeah, it, it's a trap fight. But the thing about it is, as much as it's a trap fight, you probably got more eyeballs on you for this fight than any other fights. Yes. So you have to perform. And he started off shaky. Uh, he got himself together and he won a decision. I mean... Probably still going to be fire of the year. Still super close, though. The, the judges were on one. Because I think he won two cards, 114-113. Yeah. And that was because the front half of the fight, he didn't fight. It was competitive. I had him win it by a wider margin. Wide margin but Me too. As long as the right pers- person won, that one, uh, I didn't mind because it was very nip and tuck early. But it was signs yeah. for things. To and come. then he lost a point, too. He did. The low blows. So it's not his best performance, but. We all don't have our best performances every night. He'll be back, and he'll have a big fight on, on the line. He was hitting low more than, like, Nakamura during that WrestleMania stuff. No, he didn't care. At a certain point, he was like, all right, uh, well, my commitment is to the body. If his nuts just happen to rise up, he's going to hit them. So <laughs> Guard your nuts. <clears throat> yeah. That's what he it was, it was a, not his problem. It wasn't his best night, but still, he got, a, he got the victory. Still one of the best fighters. Well, arguably the best fighter in the 25 depending on who you ask, and uh, got the win. Good All right. I don't have the sporting news list in front of me. Was Bam number one for you guys? No. This was before the Sogren Visai fight, uh, directly after Haney beat Cambosis. So we had Devin okay. number one. So we had Devin and Shakur, one and two. Ours came out today at ESPN. There's one that is like blasphemous to me, but whatever. It's a panel of people voting, like it is for everyone. But Devin Haney at one. Bam at two, Virgil at three, uh, Junto Nakatani at four, Ryan Garcia at five, Fundora at six, Morel at seven, Jared Anderson at eight, Xander at nine, Brandon Lee at 10, Mauricio Lara at 11, Keyshawn Davis at 12, Isaac Cruz at 13. I can end it there. Is Boots 25 now? Boots turned 25 two months ago. 
He's off the list. Okay, because he made our list. Only under 25. Boots is, yeah, people are not people. Where's Boots? Under 25. Okay. He just so turned he, 20. He just turned 25. Yes, they tried to kill me in the comments. Isak Cruz might be a little high. Oh, yes, Isak. Yeah, that's it's one of those guys. Might be a little high? Yeah. I thought it was blasphemy having him at 13. Well, you thought he should be higher? I believe more in Isak Cruz. Then I do in Sebastian Fundora. Mm. And Fundora's at six. Listen, I understand he's 19-0-1. That one was a gift draw. And I think I've seen him lose another fight with my two eyes that they gifted him. So how many fights have you seen in Isak Cruz aside from Javante Davis? I've seen Javante, two since, and one before. I've seen four fights. I'm good. And I've seen a ton of Fundora fights, right? I'm good enough and confident enough to say, you know what? The gap... Between those two, isn't six to thirteen? Fundor is too high. I agree with you one hundred percent there. Um, but Isak Cruz being 13. David Morrell, the seven. Morrell's good. Seven fights. He's good though. He's okay. good. Jared Anderson at eight. Somebody's missing. Give me Jared all the way up. I mean, what Mauricio Lara did to Josh Warrington might warrant him being higher on the list. Nakatani's Nakatani's above Virgil Ortiz. No, right behind. He's a Brian Garcia's Ryan, behind. which yeah, which Ryan has proven more. Yeah, I would put Ryan higher. Yeah, I, I flip those, but that's not egregious. No, I get it. Nakatani is is pretty damn good. Both had twenty three fights. If Nakatani fought in the U.S. more, it'd be a different story. No, no, very Jared true. Anderson. I I could bump everyone down. To me, even in twelve fights. I could put Jared Anderson in my top five. I can't. He hasn't fought anybody. Like, he's literally fought nobody. I can't put him in the top five. I can put him in the top five. He'll eventually get there. Brandon like, Lee at 12, at 10? Brandon Lee got 26 fights and he fight nobody. Brandon, Brandon Lee's fought a few people. Like, let me see. I'm going to look at our list. Brandon right Lee ain't fight nobody yet. Uh, Keyshawn got five fights. But Keyshawn's an Olympic gold medal. Yes. Or, excuse, silver medal. When did Tia Fimo turn 25? Oh, he just turned Just 25. turned 25. Well, that was earlier in the year. Though. No, it was because he was 24 when uh, he landed on our list. Mm. So he turned 25 this summer. Because um, Boots also turned 25. Yes. Yeah. Boots is a little older. Tia Fimo turned 25 July 30th. Yeah, I would probably have. A lot of people, the, the turnover. Damn, Dubois just turned 25 too? Yep. Yeah, he's on our list. Hmm. A lot yeah. of turnover. Yeah, Fundora's too high. That's that's obvious to me. Fundora, way, it's too high. Yeah, I wouldn't put him that high. Good fighter, uh, had to dig himself out of a hole in the last fight by being knocked down. Just freakishly physical attributes, but yeah, I wouldn't put him that high. Twenty five people on our list. Nico Ali didn't make any spot. None. None. He's twenty four. He's twenty five. I think it's somewhat disrespectful not to have Nico on this list. He has, he really has he a hasn't funny fought way. nobody, but 25 people yes. better than him. Yes. He's at least a draw. Uh, but he's, we're talking about a, a fighting ability. I don't care about anything. It has else. deeper qualifications. I don't, I don't know. If this list, and this is before we get back into Canelo and everything, this list was 25 under 30. Gets a little deeper, right? We understand this. It's a little harder. So if we did 30 under 30, Whatever. Make for a more exciting list that gets deeper. If you had a list of 30 under 30, 
Jake Paul make it? No. Jake Paul does not make your top 30 boxers in the world. No, hell no. All right. Jake makes my list. 30 under 30. Drawing power. We're talking about... I'm talking about fighting the bill. He is a pay-per-view main event boxer. He hasn't even fought a boxer. I can't put him on a boxing list. (laughs) Put him on the MMA 30 under 30? No, he's he's going to be on the YouTuber (laughs) list until he fights an actual boxer. And what I mean by actual boxer, I'm not saying a pro boxer with a 2-7 and record. A real boxer. Some people fight pro boxers with 2-7. and Yes, I know. KSI. But no... No, he's 30 under 30. No, drawing power and fighting ability are two completely different things. You can not be a scrub tr- anymore. No, he's not a scrub, but he hasn't fought an actual boxer. I could, I could definitely name 30 boxers under 25 that are better than him. And that would include women, too. So he's not making that list. No, definitely include women. The women's list is, if you go with 25 to 30, women take a lot more spots on this list. Definitely. So Jake Paul, absolutely not. Mm-mm. Nope. He's got to be on the 30 under 30. No, he's not. Hell no. He is now a pro boxer. I what is do he, five not care. Who has he fought? He's fought five people. <laughs> he's knocked out every Please single stop. person he's fought. Anissa Gibb. Yeah. Tyron Woodley. Who looked great not too long ago. Oh, come on. This was Anissa Gibb. This was Anissa Gibb's first fight when he was still like Larry Holmes flabby and sick. <laughs> Two fights with Tyron Woodley, Ben Askren, and Nate Robinson. You're going to put him on a 30 under 30 list? Askren and Nate Robinson fights don't look good. That means he's got two fights with a washed-up MMA fighter. <laughs> Come on, he don't make a 30 under 30 list. He beats no Anderson one. Silva. Do you give him contest? Like, do you contemplate no. putting him on a 30 under 30? No. no. That's why you don't vote for these things. Or you do. That's why you edit these things. Yes. Because everybody else would definitely stuff the ballots. They would try to. <laughs> it's not a popularity contest, man. It's ability contest. He is not making a 30 under 30. No, again, boxing's top 25 under 25 be boxing's top 30 under 30. That does not just mean skill set. Accolades come into account. Look. Because by skill set, there's people on this list that could be way higher just by skill set. But look, look, your skills can look good until you get in a fight. So I, I weigh both of those things the same. Jake Paul has only fought, he hasn't fought any boxers. I cannot put him on a 30 to 30 Accolades. List. What is the accolade? He's sold. He's a main event no. draw in his pay-per-view Dude, draw. Dude, no, no, it's no. It's not a title. No, that's not a real accolade. Your popularity is not an accolade. Floyd Mayweather is going to say that's not an accolade? accolade? Floyd Mayweather can sales? Sure. But you don't think he, he deems pay-per-view what? sales the differentiating factor between a guy like Javante Davis who he manages, and people who are equally as skilled, if not better. Did you hear what you just said? Who he manages. If Floyd Mayweather manages Jake Paul, of course he's a great boxer. Floyd Mayweather doesn't manage Jake Paul, get him the fuck out of here. No, I'm just saying it's a... It's not an it's accolade. An no, popularity is not. To weigh. No, it's not. Popularity means nothing, especially when your popularity came from you. It doesn't, but now it's... It's... Tangible no. when you sell pay per views with no, the popularity. No, no. Many people are popular. No, when you are a pay per view boxer, there's five in the world. No, it, it, it does not put you on a thirty on the thirty list. No, absolutely he's not. One of five. No, I don't care. He's not a he's not a boxer. Like he's a boxer, but he's not like there are other boxers who are better. I would not insult other boxers on the list by putting Jake Paul. I'm not just, trying to put him at five, but just because he sells pay per views, no. KSI sells pay per views. He's top twenty five too. He ain't Jake. But KSI sells pay-per-views. He sold one paper. But he's going to sell out a stadium in his next fight. I guarantee that shit. Well, after the one in the States. And he sold out 
Staples Center when he fought Logan Paul. That doesn't make him a that great boxer. That was an boxer. exhibition. Don't matter. Pro fights. Don't, dude. You're saying you're saying pay per view. So if I go on, if I do slap fights and I and I draw on a pay per view, <laughs> no, man, absolutely not. Boxers box, and they have a career of boxing with accolades that are tangible in ring. Selling pay per views, you don't have to be a good boxer to sell pay per views. All right. Was a question. I didn't I feel, like it. <laughs> I feel like under 30. 30 bucks? Yes, easy. That opens the door Men for Javante. Javante, Boots and this. Like, there's so many people there's under 30. JK making that list. I think Sinesa Estrada is under 30. Yeah, like, dude, Michaela Mayer, Michaela Alicia Baumgartner. Like, everyone's yeah. Clarissa Shields. Like, everybody's on the list. Jake, Jake is Chris not is on 30? this list. Yeah, yeah. No. The flood of women. Might keep Jake off of that. Dude, I, I'll give you 30. Men under 30 that make that list before you do. No. Shit. Cutting down Jake's accomplishments in the sport of boxing. Yes. Next. <laughs> See, that's why people would find me on the ESPN list and be like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, we got a section that says others with votes. Maybe one, Jake Paul. <laughs> yeah, voted Mutiny. Dansby. <laughs> Mutiny on the list. So getting back to Canelo which is where we were. Um, I'm talking about Bam Rodriguez's performance in the co-main. Still number two on our list and has room to grow. Could grow into yes. number one. Devin Haney coming undisputed is amazing. But at the same time, if for some reason in the next calendar year, Bam Rodriguez is able to be Chocolatito, if he's able to become undisputed, um, then his road to undisputed is drastically different than Devin Haney. Unless Devin Haney beats Lomachenko. It's also true. If Devin Haney fights and beats Lomachenko, it solidifies his spot as number one. If Devin Haney fights and beats Lomachenko, it's going to be hard. Oh, he's on the pound for pound. Keep, no, he's, he's on mine already. Yeah, but I'm just saying. It's ridiculous not to have him on. Present. Employer excluded. But... If he does that, he's top three. No, he's not top three. Canelo's fresh off a loss. Canelo's not top three. So I would go Usyk, uh-huh. the winner of Spence Crawford, by then, which would have already passed. Mm-hmm. Inouye. Devin might fall right behind Inouye. Inouye would have to go out there and be undisputed. Inouye has, has no win better than Lomachenko. No. Devin jumps him. Depends on how Devin wins, too. It's a lot of factors to go into this. Sure. But Tio won razor thin, and it was wildly impressive. Yeah. I'm, Devin ain't going to exactly. knock him out. So, so, I mean, it matters how Lomachenko looks in his next fight, hmm. and then going into that fight. Then we can kind of weigh all this out. It's too early to tell because another fighter could emerge. Like, it depends. Like, Spence and Crawford could battle to a draw. Then neither of them move. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Yeah, no, nah, neither of them would move. And then be in the shit show that is boxing, where it's like, trilogy. And then it's like, oh, God. I'm over trilogies, by the way. We're talking about this main event being a trilogy. I think we need space between trilogies. People are like, trilogies are great Did we just have enough boxing. space between Triple G and Canelo? We took four years for them to get no, a third fight. between like... So, we arguably saw the greatest trilogy I've seen 2010 on. Because I think that's when Manny Pacquiao... The, the fourth fight being a is no longer a trilogy, right? So, like, Pacquiao and Marquez ended in, like, 2010. The fourth fight was after that. 
Vasquez Marquez was. Marquez Pack Four was 2013. Yeah, but Israel Vasquez, Rafael Marquez had an incredible trilogy. I'm trying to remember what year it ended. So you're just talking about Wilder Fury. Wilder Fury. Yeah. Greatest 2010 off. Greatest trilogy. I, I think so. I'd have to. Looks incredible. I'll I look. mean, that's one of my greatest trilogies of all time. So <laughs> splitting hairs, but I don't think anything beats that. And I'm, I'm giving Pacquiao Marquez credit, but I'm not sure their rivalry is even. Those fights were exciting. It wasn't Fury Wilder exciting. I say Ward Gotti definitely trumps that. No, Gotti Ward. That's why I can't go back like yeah. too far. Like I had to stop my caveat. Yeah. Because, yeah, Ward Gotti might be the greatest trilogy. It's, no. You know, Ali, Ali Frazier. Frazier the greatest the stakes of Ali Frazier. Yeah. Action-wise, like. Action-wise, they beat the shit out of each other for like 45 rounds. Almost. <laughs> almost. Almost the last one. But, no, no. Incredible. One and two. Right there. Ward Gotti's fucking insane. Ward Gotti's absolutely bananas. Third ever. <laughs> Might be. Fury Wilder's battling for third. Yeah, Marquez and Vasquez fought their last part of the trilogy, May 22nd, 2010. All right. 2010 on. And we just saw the culmination of that not too long ago. Yeah. It's hard to live up to that when it's that fresh. You look at that and even looking at Gotti Ward, that's what, that puts it at four years space in between those two trilogies? Yeah. Maybe five? Like, you you need to breathe a little bit. Because Canelo Triple G literally would have had to be both men touching the ground on knockdowns and someone getting stopped for fans to be like, this is worth it. This was amazing. Because we just saw that. But I mean... The, the it, third fight of Fury Wilder having... Fury go down twice, Wilder go down twice, and then Wilder gets stopped. The bar's too crazy for blow-off fights. In a- for that third fight, but I would argue that Canelo and Triple G was more action-packed in the first two fights. Because then you eliminate, you got to eliminate Fury just trucking Wilder in the second fight. You can't eliminate that. That was wildly entertaining. That's, but that was one-way traffic. So it doesn't make it a great sure. trilogy. It was... It, it was it's, oh, domination was great. That trilogy had everything. Yeah, the third fight is... The first fight was entertaining because Fury's dominating, gets touched by the right hand of God, and then you're like, oh, it's over. Yeah. And then somehow he gets up, and then it's like the craziest shit ever. Yeah. Like Destiny. It's it's a great trilogy. It's, but. It made this trilogy fall super flat. No, the four years, the the four years made this trilogy fall super flat. He knew this from the jump. I go back and, and grab our episode from five years ago where we said this as as time goes on Canelo's gonna get more and more and more of an advantage yes and it's gonna look ugly mm-hmm. triple g better get him now he couldn't technically he did that first fight <laughs> being I mean, a draw is ridiculous it is what it is but it ain't on paper so it don't count right so it's oh, breaking down this fight it's immediately easy to see that, oh, Canelo looks leaps and bounds better at 68 than he did 75. Night and day, to me. He's moving around. The head movement's there again. The biggest difference is he's not fighting off his back foot. 
he's being the aggressor and marching Triple G back. She did for seven and a half rounds. The gas tank eventually gives out again. He's fighting off his back foot, back on the ropes, blah, 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 and that allows Triple G to gain some confidence and get some rounds. Probably like eight, nine, and 10. 11 and 12, I think Canelo turned it back on. Got his second wind, close strong. But now it's a Conor McGregor type issue of gas tank more than anything. Yep. Because the skill set from rounds one through six, they gave every round one through six to Canelo. He was on jump. I was like, yo, Triple G needs all of these. Which seven immediately, it was a toss-up round. I gave that to Canelo. Like, oh, fight's over. Because Canelo, the aggressor, the head movement, the swing and miss, Triple G was swinging at air. Damn near fist missing, hitting his own ankle. Just swinging wildly. Made him look slow. Made him look 40 years old. We'll get to that in a second. I'm saying he's old. We'll talk about that. But Canelo did everything right and looked like the guy who just dominated 168 a year ago. I was like, oh, he's still here. So I thought it was a great performance by Canelo. I didn't think it was boring at all. They both, at times, landed big punches. Triple G still showed that he has, like, one of the best jaws in boxing, walking through shots that weren't even trying to be blocked. It was the fight that we wanted to see. We just saw a better version of Canelo, the same version we saw last year. And we'll see how this plays out because I don't know exactly what went into him losing his gas tank as he did. But I'm going to assume the blowing up to 75, coming back down, has taken a toll. All right. (laughs) I had tweeted that this was a masterful performance by Canelo. I take that back. I watched the fight again. Canelo did, the game plan was on point. Go out fast. He, I had him winning six of the first seven rounds. I gave the second round to Golovkin. The first two rounds were close. Yep. Canelo faded. And Golovkin, who was 40 years old, won the back half of the fight. Canelo has a problem. And it's going to get exposed even more. He's 32 years old with, I have this written, 62 professional fights. 460 rounds. A lot of mileage. That's a lot of mileage. And now it is showing. He landed 130 punches to Triple G's 120. Now, granted, a lot of Triple G's punches were jabs. The output is steadily decreasing. Again, here. Golovkin was 40, but you're 32, right? If you're blowing up in round seven, I have a problem with your future. Because when Floyd Mayweather wasn't moving like he used to, he picked his opponents very carefully. Yeah. Canelo is trying to fight Bival again. He's going to lose that fight. If he performs at 75 like he just did against Golovkin, there's no way he's winning that fight. He's going to get outworked. Period. It's just the way it is. The other problem is that... If you start, like, you start off as a front runner against a 40-year-old, 
And the scorecards weren't as egregious as people made them out to be. 116-112 is not an egregious scorecard. No. It's 8-4. to four. Yeah. So if he, if he wins three of the, of the last five rounds and it, round one or two, 116-112 was a fair scorecard. People were losing their mind. But I think what happened is the illusion of Canelo running away with the fight made people think that the scores were a lot wider. Well, again, I, I had him winning the first seven. And then he hit the wall. And then I think I had Triple G winning eight, nine, ten. Eleven's a toss-up round. I thought Canelo closed strong. But you're doing that to a 40-year-old. You're going to fight Duvall again? Stay far away from Duvall. He's going to beat you again. He's too big. Don't want Artur Bitterbiev either. I actually Artur Bitterbiev might be a better fight for him style wise. Bivol's a, a busier worker and much better defensively than Bitterbiev. Actually, Bivol is the least hit champion in boxing today. It's like fourteen percent. You don't want those kind of problems. Shakur's numbers are insane. Yeah, but even Shakur is at I believe at eighteen percent. Nobody even touches Bivol, and it's just because. There's a, the perfect mix of offense and defense and the quality of opponent. Shakur is the best defensive fighter under the age of 25 and under the age of 30, probably right now, period. Yeah. But the other problem becomes, all right, you could do the Like, other fighters are now seeing this, right? You didn't throw a lot against Caleb Plant. You didn't throw a lot against Sergey Kovalev. You didn't throw a lot against Callum Smith. You just beat his arms to death. Yeah. You didn't throw a lot against Billy Joe Saunders. And most of those fights, you gave rounds away, you picked your spot, and you got the job done. And I said on this show, if he did that, he was going to lose the Golovkin, which he didn't. He came out fast and took, took the rounds away. He can't do that to, against David Benavidez. Benavidez doesn't slow down. That's But Canelo does. Yes, so that's, that's a fundamental problem in that fight. I think he could beat the shit out of Charlo. I think he could too, but I, I, my concern is, again, He's not landing over 150 punches in a fight, right? Charlo might work because Charlo doesn't land a lot of punches in a fight. Yeah. But David Benavidez becomes an immediate problem. I think I've seen David Benavidez land 45 punches in one round once. He does something stupid, which would be four rounds of work for Canelo. Right. But the thing is, is not allowing Canelo to breathe, right? Yeah. Baval would push Canelo to the ropes and then go to work. Canelo tried to pick his spots, and then he realized the shit ain't working, and I lost. I, watching this performance, he, like, he did what he was supposed to do, but I was not impressed with Canelo. I, this is the first time, like, the Baval fight, I was like, all right, cool. The mountain was too, too big to climb. This fight, I was like, hmm, you have a fundamental issue. Triple G is still really good in my he, No, he is. Don't get me wrong. He's still really good. But Other when, people say he's old. You couldn't get an old guy out of here. I'm like, eh, they, they he's gotta, not that old. Like, no. I just saw him whoop ass. Canelo is still a pound-for-pound guy. There's no question about it. But the, my, my issue, again, is Canelo's 32. He's on his back nine now. He's, he's not getting better. He's regressing ever so slightly. Even Floyd started regressing. But Floyd was very masterful about who he fought, how he fought him, and when he fought him. He got pushed to the limit with Cotto. Right? He still picked the spots and won that fight. He got bumped by Shane. Like, he yeah. wasn't pretty boy Floyd, but he picked his spots, fought once or twice a year. Canelo's trying, he's still trying to be great. And I don't know, you, I know you can't do that with Bivol. I don't, I don't, he can't outwork him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. They, they'd have to find, 
a different game plan. Again, he don't. Ha- that's the problem. He don't have it. That's the key. Then, like, then, then you're asked out. Like what Canelo is is a uh, he picks the spots. He's tremendous defensively, right? His footwork is is it's not his footwork. It's his upper body movement that fools a lot of fighters. You look at the Jacobs fight. You look at you look at the Saunders fight. Like he finds a way to get out of the way of punches yep. very well. This fight, yeah, great upper body movement. He doesn't move his feet a lot, right? He just puts himself in a position where he's not going to get hit, and it's it's really good. Floyd was the same way, but Floyd was also a master of just you can't hit me clean at yeah. all. Right. When you do hit me, I'm rolling with everything. Yeah, like you like, can't even when people try to say the, the the legs weren't there anymore, like, but you're not hitting them, right? Yeah. The shoulder roll is something that only he could master and everybody else couldn't. Canelo was getting touched by Bival, right? And none of us, I mean, some of us do because he beat Canelo, thought of him as a pound for pound fighter. He's just a bigger guy. Yeah. But this the back half of this fight was so concerning because I'm like, you shouldn't be losing the, like you came out so fast. If you cannot maintain that pace, what happens? And there was, I think he got buzzed in the eighth round too by a right hand from Glovkin. Yeah, I don't know if it was that or if he was gassed. I, I couldn't that, tell which. But that's but the issue. Like, he did get hit and lean against the ropes for a second. It affected him. And like kind of shelled up for a second and then tried to make his way away from it. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if it's buzzed or if he's just so tired. So David Benavides is not 30. No. Now, David Benavides is not, like, a lot of people underrate Gennady's boxing ability. The reason why Gennady stays in a lot of fights is his jab is really good. One of the best in boxing. He touched Canelo a lot with that jab. Like, even when Canelo was loading up, he would touch him with his jab. Like, Canelo's game plan was like, let me get Golovkin out of here early. Three rounds in, he was like, that shit ain't happened tonight. I just got to stay on my front foot and make sure he doesn't push. That's the key. But against somebody like Benavidez, my concern is, all right, by round seven, if you're running out of gas because you're going to need to outpoint this guy early because he's going to come at you from the beginning, what happens if you just get outworked and lose? That's how you're going to lose fights moving forward. That's every fight. Yeah, like, I think the chin will stay. Yeah. But the punch output has to be high enough in every round to give you the benefit over whoever you're fighting, which he can do if he stays on the front foot and he walks people down. But that takes energy. That's the key. How do Pressure. you do that against Bivol? But we, we notice against Bivol, you know what else takes energy, Canelo? Trying to get on your bike yeah. and have someone chase you. Like, that also made him gas. I think he repeated the same quote from the Bivol fight where he's like, I wasn't able to train. I wasn't able to, like, run. You can only say that so much, right? Yeah, like, sooner or later, we got to fix why you're not able to run. Yeah, it, it's, again, it's a fundamental issue, and you got younger fighters are going to start coming for you now. Your 32 is more like 35, 36. You're in the back half of your career. And that's why I said this is one of his worst years because he hasn't looked great. He lo- I mean, he looks great, but he doesn't look like that. Can- he doesn't look like Canelo from last year. It was a lot. A lot back to back to back. Yeah. After this fight, admittedly, he says, like, you know what? Take a break. Yeah, well, he has to. He has to get he has to I might not fit. fight again until next September. So I-, I just don't know if we're going to see Canelo greatness. Now, I think Canelo... What he has to realize is he's up against it. When Floyd realized he was up against it, Floyd decided, pick my spots. But I know that I can be economical with my punches and still be better than you. Because what Canelo doesn't have that Floyd had was a trademark punch that lands clean every single time, the lead right hand. Like, no matter what, you can do whatever you want to Floyd. 
Lee right hands one of the most disrespectful punches in boxing from an orthodox fighter because it comes off your back shoulder. Yep. And it's like a laser. And he lands it, and he's so clean, and he gets out of there. Canelo doesn't have that kind of go-to. He doesn't have a great jab. Most of his punches were power punches. I, I don't know. He's still a pound-for-pound guy, but he's going to have to be careful. If he, going up to, he's going to lose going up to light heavyweight again. He's going to get tested, even if he stays. He'll get tested against Benavides. He'll beat Charlo. Beat Charlo. I mean, there's... Boo Boo's not an easy fight for anyone. Boo doesn't throw much, enough punches. But he's just so weird. He is, but that's, that that's works for Canelo. You if you if you try to match Canelo in wits and like, all right, I'm gonna you know find my pick my spots. That's how Boo Boo fights. He's gonna pick you apart and beat you. Busier fighters are what's gonna give Canelo a problem. That's why Golovkin gave him hell in those first two fights because Triple G was busy. This was the lowest output Triple G has ever had over the course of twelve rounds. He also went up. Yeah, so the weight, the weight. The people say he's forty. I'm like, no, let's all right. Listen, gotta, he wasn't a big sixty. No, so putting on this extra weight, I think that may have done him in more. It's, it's, it's. Canelo had every advantage in this fight. The book of Floyd. The 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 weight, the age, like he had every single advantage. Is Vegas the judges have always leaned in his favor. And for him to look the way he did, I wasn't impressed. He won the fight definitively, but it showed me that there is something fundamentally wrong with Canelo moving forward, and a busier fighter can now have the opportunity to beat him because I don't know if you can fix a gas tank at 32 years old. 32 is not that crazy. I understand the mileage. 460 rounds is a lot. Yeah, so taking a year off might be the way to go. Taking a year off, but you just can't be in the lab. You can't just jump into a fight with Bavall either. Why not? Because you'll lose. Well, you got a year to come up with a game plan. It, it won't matter. If Reynoso and Chepo are worth their salt, like, you got a year. Here, here's the thing. Canelo, Andre Ward, probably Shakur Stevenson now, Floyd Mayweather definitely. At a certain point, game plans don't matter. Because what happens is the fighter becomes their own stra- strategist. Yes. And they, they operate off of what they see, right? Andre Ward did it against Kovalev. Nobody really told him what to do after he got knocked down. He just kind of figured it out. So they operate on their own system. Floyd was brilliant at that. Oh, that's working for you? I'm going to take it away. Canelo doesn't do that. But again, those are in-fight adjustments. Yes. I'm talking about much like watching, I don't know, you said Ward. Ward going to the second Kovalev fight. When you have that time with your camp to face someone again, you now have to know, Ward came in, yo, I'm going to the body early. Came through, got the stoppage of Kovalev. Entirely different fight. Yeah. Because you might not be able to really get through to him because he's too good during the fight. He's going to do what he does. But you build that muscle memory and game plan prior to that fight. But what would you game plan Tyson for? Tyson Fury is a great example. They found out in the 12th round when he got his ass up, I'm going to get hit with this right hand. But Wilder, when I did get up, could not keep me off of him when I leaned on him. And the pressure, and he didn't know what to do. No one's ever leaned on him and walked him down because they were too scared of the right hand. Second fight, Tyson adjusts during the fight, sure. But that game plan was crafted by 
by Sugar Hill before the fight. And they walked his ass down. Entirely different fight. I'm not saying Canelo can. I'm saying if that is your goal to fight this man again, you have a year to craft the game plan to make him uncomfortable. You got to do it. If that's truly what you want to do, he's going to keep fighting. You got a fight coming up with Zerto. And then probably, I mean, I know he has another mandatory, but yeah. somebody got to step the hell aside because better be who's injured. Going to come back, fight his mandatory Anthony Yard, I believe. So next summer, if Canelo still doesn't want to fight in May, those two are going to fight each other. So you got maybe two, three more fights to watch a Bivol before he even comes back to next September. I, I, dude, I just really have a hard time. If, like, if you watch that Canelo Bivol fight, like, what is your takeaway? What worked for Canelo? Tell me one thing. Not much, though. I'm not going to lie to you. So if, if... Don't go on your back foot. I can tell you what didn't work for him. Stay off your back foot. Stay off of the ropes. But see... Off your back foot. Off of the ropes. Here, he can't not do it because he's going to get tired. Like, there's an inevitable aspect. This is what I'm saying. Watching Canelo fight, it's like when he, when he was giving up rounds to Kovalev, he was being economical, picking his spot. So we had no, nothing but... No criticism because he got the job done. When he fought Caleb Plant, kind of boxed, picked his spots, picked his spots, found his spot, got him out of there. When he fought Callum Smoothie, he's like, break the arms down, got him out of there. Well, he didn't get him out of there. He won no, the fight. Yeah. Billy Joe Saunders, same thing. Billy Joe Saunders kept it very competitive. Canelo found his spot. Stronger man, got the job done. Bivol picked his spots. None of that shit worked. There really was no plan B. There was no spots. Yeah, Bivol, like, closed the loophole. It was like, all right, I'm going to throw these punches, and I'm going to throw these combinations. And then Bivol was like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I do. Success was making shit awkward enough for Bival to not throw. That was his success in the fight. Is because when he got into bad situations against the ropes or his feet would stop, Bival would unload. And then he wouldn't throw again for like a minute. Yeah. That was like Canelo's version of success. But so that, that's what, like, Chepo and the, the, you can strategize, but you don't even know what you're strategizing for right now because nothing worked. Yeah, this is like, in anime terms, this is like when Goku had to go into the pod Everyone's getting their ass whooped. You'd be like, yo, 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 listen. I'm going to just leave Krillin down here. I'm going to leave Piccolo down here. Y'all going to get your ass whooped for a second. Goku disappeared for like 10 episodes. He's just in a pod, just training, training in orbit. Then he comes back down. New game plan, new strong Goku. Whoops ass. That's what Canelo needs. Just go. You, you let people get their ass whooped down here for a little while. You just go train. If gas tank is your problem... You put on the mask. There's the Goku meme with the mask on and shit. You put on the whole mask like you're in the chamber, and you fix it. You fix the gas tank. You get paid 60 mil a fight. Somebody, somebody knows how to give you cardio. There's some machine. I'm not telling him, people, to go and eat the meat. (laughs) And then the the tacos that got him in trouble the last time. But I'm just saying, even though he's no longer vegan. Yeah. So go less vegan. And that's why, how about that? But no, yeah, go and figure out how to help the cardio. I don't care if you got to go get Nate Diaz, who was at the fight, one of the celebrities. Like, yo, I got a triathlon with you for a year. Like, how does, you go all the time. How? You figure it out? You got enough money. I, I just, I don't think it's a fixable problem. This is my point. I just don't think it's a fixable problem. I think that Canelo's moving up in weight. Because you also have to remember, he's short. That's that's sometimes the key. You yeah. put on too much muscle, 
Yeah, like and your body just drained. You're not giving your like you have no oxygen for your muscles at a yeah. certain point. So it's if you're looking at Canelo, who is five seven, if we're being generous, yes, maybe five nine as he's listed as he's not. But you're fighting at light heavyweight against guys that are six one, that are just naturally bigger than you. You have to, you have to work out to get bigger. Yeah, like you have to put on muscle to get to seventy five. So there's no really, there's nothing you can do to let those muscles breathe. So when you fight Bavall again, you can start off as fast as you want, but you're gonna fade. Got to go into 75 looking like Andy Ruiz. Yeah, I just don't, I don't <laughs> know what he no, can do. Put on no muscle, just flab. My advice to Canelo would be stay at 68. It's your best weight. Like yeah. I give you a better chance of beating Benavidez than I would him beating Bavall. Yeah, me too. But it's just, I'm just, I'm looking at the back nine of his career. Like I see it. I. I see this with a lot of fighters. Back Certain, nine at 32 is... It's true. It's tough. It's true. Like, he's only got a few more years left he, of being elite. There are, he, I don't know. That's some new era shit. Because, I mean, some of our favorite fighters fought into the 90s, the hundreds of fight. But they, they were right. different. They were different. Like, Juan Manuel Marquez was older. Like, he, he was very timing-based, right? Yeah. Floyd Mayweather was defensively-minded. Most fighters... Not who, even them. I'm just talking about, like, Chavez... And then you look at they guys fought like every like, weekend, well, yeah. but they beat up bums, right? Like Canelo's been in tough fights for a second, right? Like he and I, and I say mean that being elite opponents, yeah, for right? like a decade. So it's 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 a little bit different when you're beating up cab drivers versus you know having to strategize, game plan, work out, get yourself together for an undefeated fighter like Caleb Plant or Billy Joe Saunders or Callum Smith or Arisandi Lara or Alfredo Angulo or Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. These are not all bums. Chavez yeah. Jr. is now a bum, but he wasn't a bum back then. Yeah. But at, when you're 32 or 460 rounds, the light starts to be seen at the end of the tunnel because now every the, the, the biggest issue is everybody's game planning for you now. Yeah, and they got a lot of tape. They've seen you, and they're watching this thing happen consistently. Whereas the, the fighters who fight long into their uh, late 30s, early 40s, Floyd and Bernard Hopkins in particular, they didn't get hit. That was their greatest attribute was not getting hit. Yeah. And Floyd was a master of that. Bernard was brilliant at that as well. Like, he would reduce his fighters to not being able to hit him because of the way he pr- presented himself. Canelo relies on upper body movement. He doesn't really block punches. He gets out of the way of punches, which means at some point that upper body movement is going to slow down. Yeah. So, three years, I don't know if he'll be the same fighter. And what else is going to, like, in his mind, his greatness is going to be to his own detriment. Because he's going to be like, all right, I did everything at 68. I got to beat Bivol. Yeah. You just can't beat him. I have to see him lose one more time. You will. Because <laughs> until then, I think he could. But now you got to go with the shit. I don't want a trilogy. I don't think you beat him twice. I don't think he can. Either, either, and I'm basing it off of this performance. Like, you moved down to your best weight. And you still only landed 130 punches against a 40-year-old. Bivol is your age. Bigger, stronger. You can't get away with landing 130, 120 punches. I think you only landed 89 against Bivol. Can't do it. No, you got to. I mean, yeah, he only upped it. 30 punches. (laughs) And got the win, but it wasn't a And I I, want to be clear. Like, everybody's going to be like, he's shitting on Canelo. Didn't you love Canelo? I think Canelo's one of the greats. But Stingy's on... Like, I'm seeing, like, the Bivol fight showed me it. Like, he can't do what he wants, right? Like, he can't, he has to make some kind of adjustment. Like, at that weight, he cannot. No, it's like, um, 
perfect example is Jose Aldo, and who we'll talk about because he's retiring yeah. when we do our MMA show. Aldo was a, a killer in WEC. WEC Aldo was a straight murderer. Do whatever he wants. But then when he moved to the UFC and started fighting five-round fights, he realized, I don't have the gas tank for this. And then he lives most to get the best of him and got killed by Conor McGregor. <laughs> but he made some adjustments to his game. Yep. And he able to have a longer career, but he wasn't as elite as he was. Canelo will still be here, but I think his best pound-for-pound days are probably behind him. Because at this point, it's Usyk's only got a few fights left before he's done. Spence and Crawford, Crawford I don't think has that much more. They're both two years older than Canelo. Yeah. So. But they, they're both two years older than Canelo, but they've had far less fights than Canelo. I mean... Spence's mileage on his body came elsewhere, not from fights. Of course. So. So, those, so they may not be here. But this young crop of fighters, and I keep, I'm going to keep pointing at David Benavides. If <laughs> he's going to be a problem for a while. If he can stay at 68 and eventually move to light heavyweight, if he keeps it all together, he'll be fine. Stay off the cocaine. Don't be a two-time champion. Don't be a three-time champion losing fights off the scale and yeah. shit like that. But you got guys like Benavidez. I don't know what Javante is going to be. You got Devin Haney. You got Tiafima Lopez. You got Keyshawn Davis on the rise. You got Shakur Stevenson. Like, in three years, you mean to tell me Shakur is not going to pass Canelo on the pound-for-pound pound list? Damn, you don't know what Mexican boxer would, or excuse me, Cuban boxer would defect, and then next thing you know, he's the next best thing. Like, was it Andy Cruz? Like, if Cruz bounces, I think he tried. Yeah. I think they may have just sent him back, which is sad. I don't know. I got to get an update there. But Cruz was beating the hell out of all these kids. Right. He immediately comes in. He's 29. He's on a Loma push. That, that's what I'm saying. But you I'm know, saying, like, so Canelo, this, this could be it for Canelo in terms of, like, the ascent. Now, now you're in the spot where you're defending your spot. His best thing, in my opinion, is he's in a weight class and a division where you see the young kids coming. Sometimes at 30, 35, 40, someone come quick. It's yeah. a year, boom, Teofimo de Loma. Yep. It was a year, Teofimo get in there, boom, you lost. What the hell happened? He's been studying for Loma for five years. Yep. Loma, like, I learned you last year. You were in the Olympics. You didn't even medal. Like, I just learned who you are. So those lighter weights are weird when guys just hop in, come through. Like, Keyshawn Davis hopped into 135. No one's really thinking anything of him yet. Right. Next thing you know, he could be problem. Like, he could be tank ass in two years. Tank don't know who he is today. So you, those lower weights are iffy. When you're up up there, you kind of see people coming. You do. But I think ultimately. Benavidez right in his face. Canelo's next fight should be Jamal Charles. Period. If he wants the easiest fight. Not even easy. I mean, he, it's he wants big money he, statement. Yeah, it's a big money fight. He wants to dispel the notion that he doesn't fight black fighters, which is utterly ridiculous. But and, now people say he doesn't fight Mexican fighters. Which is dumb. But Charlo's also very popular, and he can draw, and you should go beat his ass, right? Charlo should be the fight. Unfortunately, like, David Benavidez might not have done himself any favors with his interview on Fight Hype, where he was like, I don't get it. Like, why aren't we fighting each other? Yeah. And is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Keep it low. Yeah, you know what the game plan is, yeah. but he don't like it. Like, Benavidez wants to fight everybody. Yeah. But if if you're looking at the situation, if you're Canelo, it's like, I know you want to fight Bivol, but you really should fight Charlo first. That'd be the smartest thing. And let 
he's not the he he's not the smartest in terms of he wants his legacy. You can get it, but please let Bevel and Better BF fight each other. I mean, they probably will. Just fight one of them once again. Vacate. And maybe through all this, Zerto ends up beating Bevel. Changes he everything. Could. He could. Like, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Zerto, but. Me either. But these guys, the diff, again, the difference between Bevel fighting Canelo and Bevel fighting Better BF and Zerto, these guys are just as big as him. Yeah. So Canelo, if he was a true 175-pounder, he can get away with that shit because he's just as strong as the rest of them. Not the case. The power don't carry. These guys are too big for you. So, like, Zerto could beat Bavall. I don't think he will. Better BF in the Olympics was campaigning a heavyweight. Yeah, these guys are giants. Like, <laughs> like and Canelo's like, dude, down. you fought at 47. He ain't even at Cruiser. Like, <laughs> better BF cut straight past Cruiser to light heavy. It's it's wild, but that's why I said like 2022 is the worst year Canelo's ever had. Because even when you lost to Floyd, it was like eh, nobody cared. Like you lost because to you're Floyd. young. And yeah, you're and it was like it did. Nobody looked at you as any less of a fighter because you lost to Floyd. And then you bounced back. You ended up fighting Arisandi Lara the following year. Like you look at the years that Canelo's fought, you've always saw something that he improved upon. You always saw defense is getting better. Oh, he's becoming more great. Like the shit he learned from Floyd, he was applying. He's peaked. This is it. Not getting any better, guys. This is who he is. His better might still be better than everybody else, but there are gonna. I don't see any new wrinkles to Canelo's game at this point. Yeah, I can't can't say that you're wrong, man. Can't say that you're wrong. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about some of the names you mentioned. Shakur Stevenson has a fight coming up this weekend. Floyd Mayweather has an exhibition fight coming up this weekend, and we'll talk about the heavyweight matchup. Joe Joyce versus Joseph Parker. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this. All right, everybody, just that quick, we are back. Got caught up in Canelo Hoopla. Before we get into these other guys, what's next for Triple G? We didn't even mention, like, the future of Triple G. If, he's not old and washed, even though he's 40. If you're Triple G, like, you fight Charlo. <laughs> you're just trying to throw Charlo to everybody. Here's why. Charlo needs to fight somebody at 60. Yes, he does. And if Golovkin's going to hang around and go back down to 60 where he needs to be, he's got to fight somebody with a belt. That's Charlo. Because he still is has unified that division. He ain't fighting Kazakhstan. No. Um, but I think if if you want to return and Charlo's hanging around, you fight Charlo. You try to add another belt to your collection. I, I don't think Lovkin has much left to do. It's just it was really weird listening, watching people on social media. He's like, he's washed up, he's 40, he looks slow. Canelo's still one of the best in the world. Yes, Father Time is having his way with Glovkin. Kind of. But, but he's you, still so much better than a lot of right. Like I just watched him beat the shit out of Rito Murata. <laughs> yeah, in his backyard. Yeah, like beat the beat the shit out that man. Yeah, he's gonna get a little bit older, but until he loses to somebody not named Canelo, I don't want to hear that. No, the man has only lost to Canelo Alvarez. Argue, argue, like you said, one of the best fighters of our generation. Yep. And those losses prior to this weekend were controversial. Yeah. Well, that loss because the other was a draw. Draw. Yes. Right. Everybody thought. He won the first fight. In the second fight, you were like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Could be a draw. That's fair. But you lose twice to Canelo. Like, if somebody was like, oh, man, who'd you lose to? Floyd Mayweather. Who else? Floyd Mayweather. You're washed up. That's not how this works. No. 
<laughs> that's not how this works. You got to lose to somebody else. If Golovkin went out there, I think Demetrius Andre is going to 68, right? He vacated. That's how Kazakhstan got. Yeah. So. People said he was running duck in the spring. Whatever. I don't believe that. Booboo's just a weird guy, ultimately. He's, he's What's a weird that 68 guy. for? For Booboo? Yeah, like. He wants, like, you know he wants a Canelo fight. He's never going to get it. And that's his, that's his own fault. The, the belt was kind of a bargaining chip. Yeah. Now he vacates it. So, you know, Kazakhstan, John Abik has the belt. But I don't. Him and Triple G aren't going to fight. He's just no. going to chill. Well, that's the other thing. They're both until the yeah, like, belts are vacated, bro. Golovkin and Canelo are now promotional free agents. Yeah. Which leads me to my next thing. The zone has a problem. No, Canelo got one more. Well, yeah. Well, he's got one more, but then he's a free agent. Yes. Now, Golovkin's gone, basically. Unless you have a reason. But you have nobody for him to fight. No. The he's zone, gone for all purposes. Yeah. So what does the zone have? They have the lighter weights. Anyone left with Golden Boy? It's two people. Ryan Garcia is not going to... I don't think even think he'll be with Golden Boy this time by the end of next year. I think Ryan Garcia is not going to be with Golden Boy. Yeah, I'll be shocked. I, I can't see I just see him burning through whatever fights he owes them. Yeah. Bouncing. And Virgil Ortiz, he might be in the same situation because he can't fight anybody. Like, I, like, if your job is to get me fights and you're not getting me fights... I got to go. Yeah, as my promoter, you suck. Right? And that's why Oscar plays like so friendly. Oh, I tried to make the fight. Everyone's like, no, he didn't. Like, I mean, you tried. But you you're not you can't. It sucks because somebody like Ryan Garcia, like if you Ryan's like, I want the tank fight. And the only way you're gonna get the tank fight is on unfavorable terms. That's the only way you're gonna get it. Devin Haney was the same way. I want to be undisputed. You have to take the fight under unfavorable terms. And if you can't negotiate that deal or get your fighter to agree that deal, the fighter's gonna look at you like you're crazy. Yeah. Because say what you want about Javante. I agree with just about everything people say. Oh, he hasn't fought anybody. Absolutely right. Uh, why am I paying for these pay-per-views? You're absolutely right. No clue. But what he's done is he's established a pay-per-view base, and he's undefeated, and he knocks people out, and he's exciting, and he sells out. So if you're Ryan, you come in with social media followers, and Leonard Ellerby and Al Heyman was like, well, we sell out arenas and pay-per-views 60-40. And you're like, no. And it's like, all right, cool. Because what has PBC proven? We don't need you. At all. Like, they'll just move on. But Oscar is like, what are you going to do with Ryan? Who's he fight? If JoJo Diaz wins, he could probably fight JoJo Diaz. That's about his only option. And that's not even great. And his top rank playing ball? We're going, boy? No. Uh, no, it doesn't appear so. We'll see. Listen. The, my litmus test is always, can you make the biggest fights? And then work down. So with Showtime or even Al Heyman and everything, I saw them make Pacquiao Mayweather. Mm -hmm. There's some blueprint there. Granted, we couldn't get Spence Crawford. All right. That didn't work. But we got Fury Wilder. So, like, that's a working relationship. We got a blueprint there. So if Shakur, for any reason, got to fight Tank down the road, I'll give it a shot. I think it's a fight that could happen. Right. Because they know how to structure the deal. Ain't nobody do this shit with the zone yet. No, I, not, I, not I don't. And then when you got to go through not just the zone, but now top rank got to go through Golden Boy and then into the zone for rights. Like, now there's three people in the pod. Well, that, that's, what makes it, that's what makes it problematic. I, I just. It's tough. I, 
I don't. We'll see. If Fury and Joshua. I think Fury and Usyk is next for the both of them. I think they're just bullshit. Posturing. I've been saying this all the time, but here we are. If we get Fury and Joshua, for some reason, they can figure out networks and everything. Then I'll have hope for Ryan getting someone from top right. And then who are they going to put it against? Shakur, who we're about to talk about? Dude, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what smoke does he want over there? Loma, if he loses to Devin? Like, there's a lot of people that have been asking on my timeline. It's like, is Spence Crawford done? The answer is no. I know. Semantics. I know. But semantics are semantics. Yes. And it sucks because it's... I don't have, like, a, a huge concern because we are in the middle of September. I think it gets done. Well, the question starts to become, well, how close do you want to cut, cut this announcement to the date of the fight? That's tough. Because it's September, as we're recording this, was September 20th. Yep. So you got, like, a, you got 10 days left in September. It's go time. You have to promote a fight. Like, yes. no matter what you say, this fight is a huge fight. But if... What I think they're haggling over is true. Pay-per-view points, rematch clause, split. Rematch clause, according to Cobb's report on ESPN. Rematch clause, split, agreed to. Okay, so that's, it has to be some pay-per-view points. It has to be some backside stuff. So, um, Terrence acquiesced he has to. to the initial split. The report is that the rematch clause has been agreed to, which... By all indications, true or not true. I mean, Terrence wanted 60-40 flip. It does not appear he got a 60-40 flip. But if there's a rematch, it'll be 50-50 if Terrence wins. They both have rematch clauses, which was a sticking point. So if Terrence loses, he can rematch it, but I think he got to do 60-40 again. Might be 65-35. I don't, I don't know how they, they split that, but he has a rematch clause, so he'll get two chances. So the question becomes, how well does this pay-per-view do? As it stands right now, let's people just say... People are very excited about this. People are excited. And it's one of those things where, well, how do I, how do I put this? They need a card. Black people are very excited about this. Sure. Now, look, don't get me wrong. The boxing community is excited. But black people are, like, really excited for this. Very. Overly excited. I just don't know how much it translates in terms of pay-per-view. And I don't think they necessarily know. I think Heyman, Tim Smith, and everybody at PBC are looking at this. And you have to look at this as like, we still got to blow this promotion out. Yeah. And this has to be on the card. Um, He should be Corman. He should. Hmm. I don't know. Because Boots, what, what ends up happening with PBC, if you've noticed, is that they pay their fighters so much money. Yeah, that you only have so much left. Right. So it's like, it, Boots could be in the co-main event, but the rest of the car is going to be absolute trash. Well, Boots doesn't have anyone to really fight. So, no, he's looking at those two. Yeah, so if... I mean, he's got options. They don't want to fight him. That, that's fair. But, like, <laughs> he's not going to fight anyone of, of true no, consequence. No, it's going to be a blowout. So you don't got to pay the other guy much. No. I Just mean, pay it, somebody to get in there with Boots. It's, Call it's, it a day. It's what you should do. Give him, like, a mohawk. Like, you... Ooh, God, Mo Hooker just looked terrible. I'm, I'm just saying, someone of that ilk. Yeah, he was getting beat up by Blair Cobbs. But just someone of that ilk. You give him Blair Cobbs. You give him who up. Oh, my God, poor Blair Cobbs. <laughs> like, you, you can do it. What's the other guy who talks mad shit? 
Um, he just lost, though, but he said he could be Errol Spence. Give him that kid. Uh, I'll remember his name in a second. But there's people. You could tap in and see if Broner's mental health is a little bit better. Yeah, I don't think Adrian's doing no co-main event, though. Can you get A.B. on the card? A.B. priced himself out of a lot. But, but just off of what just happened, be like, yo, let's, we can reset your, your brand here off of one co-main. Like, but, there's, but here's the challenge. Here's the challenge, though. The challenge is it doesn't matter who you put in the main event. You got to get people to buy this, this main event. Yes. Right? The, the co-main event doesn't matter. Because just like we learned over this weekend, like, if you don't do a great job promoting your main event, nobody's going to see the co-main event. I just wonder, like, how much time, because you, this fight has to be announced by October 15th. Has to. Mandatory. Because that only gives you four weeks, five weeks. But it's a big fight weekend. Yep. It's the Deontay Wilder fight. Like, you have to have those two at the Wilder fight. You yep. have to. If yes. you don't, fuck it. So, like, you're going to be late till like, next spring. Yeah. But that's what you really, don't want to do. No, but you're just because cutting it really close. The biggest tool you have right now at your disposal is the NFL. Yeah. So, if, if, if it's, like, a Fox pay-per-view, you run this shit on every NFL game 18 times during a game. You run the commercials. <clears throat> you put Spence on the Dallas broadcast. They got You got to talk there. Bud got to go to college football Saturdays. If Nebraska's on the slate, you got to leverage everything you have. MLB playoffs. You run the commercials a million times. What they have NL, NL, I believe. Yeah. You, all the NL stuff. You run the commercials going, going, going. This is your time to leverage all of your sports. The scariest thing about this, and I, I've asked this question like throughout all last week. When's the last time we had two elite African-American fighters in a major pay-per-view? Floyd Chet. And how many years ago was it? Decade? About. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe 11 like, years. And even, and even Shane was like, he wasn't even at elite. He had just come off that Margarito victory. Yeah. So that's why that worked. Like, Floyd was truly, like, by far the A-side of that fight, right? Floyd Judah before then? And how long ago was that? Got to be 2008. Right? So, but <laughs> like, so the only only all African American pay per view cars all featured Floyd that people cared about. Yes. Wilder fought in a bunch, but he was against like Dominic Brazil. And nobody gives a shit. Like, yeah, nobody cares about this stuff. But these two, the other problem with these two, specifically Terrence Crawford, which are not great interviews. He could be. He could be. <laughs> we know that. Like even Arrow could be, but they. In terms of market, like, they don't have a built-in market for this fight. Like, when Canelo fights to go Mexican Independence Day, they're coming out. Floyd became such a great villain, they were going to come out to see him. They, Black I don't, people coming out for this. Well, I'm not saying they're not, but it's really hard to gauge. Like, you can usually go, all right, Floyd fights, what's the basement? The basement's like a half a million, right? Like, that's, that's like the worst we'll do. And that's what he did against Birdo, right? That's like the, the pay-per-view did half a million? Yeah. Oh, God. I thought he was still in, like, 900, right? No, nah, Okay. Proto fight was terrible. <laughs> but, like, Floyd could fight. You know what he's going to bring. Yeah. You have no idea what these two bring to the table on pay-per-view. Terrence's biggest pay-per-view was what? The Porter fight? Was yeah. that uh, sub-200? I, mean, I think he only has, like, two pay-per-views. It, this is such... They, I Spence think, got pay-per-views. But, wait, was Mikey Garcia pay-per-view? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Like, and I don't think they did that great. I don't think so. It's Mikey Garcia. 
So you're putting two I mean, people. Danny, I think, did fairly well. But you're putting two people who are not big pay-per-view draws in a main event where they're both demanding a lot of money. Never cracked a mill. They can't rely on the Mexican audience. They can't rely on white people. They got to rely on. Corporate white people might come out. I know, but there's a certain group. There's not, like Canelo has people who don't watch boxing will go to, what I'm saying is Canelo fights, is, it's an event because it's Canelo. Canelo could come out there and fight you. Yeah. And people like, there's a certain group of people like, Canelo's fighting this weekend? I'm paying for it. Who's he fighting? Don't matter. He's fighting Kel Dansby. Who the fuck is Kel Dansby? I'm going to go pay for it. Errol and Bud don't have that cachet with the crowd yet. But they're fighting each other. Which is fantastic. If I'm, it's a stinker of a fight, well, they're in suck. trouble for a rematch. That, but they're not I'm, in trouble for the first one. No. It's just ultimately, they, they, Al Heyman, they have nothing to base this off of. Like when Ter- and I know this is what's happening. Terrence came in the room. I won 50-50. They're like, why? And he's like, because I'm the best fighter in the world. I won't sell tickets. Nope. So you're going to have to accept the 60-40. And what is the 60-40? Like, what is the... Canelo just got paid $45 million and Golovkin got 20. Those two ain't getting that much. No. Even though I don't know how good this pay-per-view did. It probably... It didn't it do... behind the paywall. Yeah, it was, it was a paywall behind a paywall. It probably didn't do great. But at least they've established at a certain point, like, this is going to do well. They have nothing to base this off of. So I don't know what the hell's going on. They just need to hurry up and announce it because, yeah, you got all this NFL to run off of. Yep. You got October 15th, Wilder and Hellenius. You got... Probably be a Fox pay per view, but you can promote on the Jake Paul. Um, uh, show, like you can have, like you can put them in places. Hell yeah! But man, they're cutting it close. They're playing games. It's tough. Jake Paul, Anderson, just did their announcement with a five week window. Yep. So it gives October fifteenth that five week window. Yep. Ooh, getting down to nitty gritty, and if you're just splitting hairs. Sooner or later, you got to say if you want it or if you don't want it. That's you got to look in the mirror and be like, yo, I'm 34, about to be 35. I'm 33, about to be 34. What are we doing? Yeah, am I going to do it or not? Shit, get off the pot. You got to stop playing. Like, And even in Jake Paul's case, Jake Paul, he's got a base, right? Like, you can say, well, Jake Paul, oh, these people are going to pay for this fight. So we know we can make some money off of this. Even if it bricks, we'll be all right. Yep. You don't have that with Aaron, bud. Can't brick. And the longer you make people wait, now it's crunched. Yeah, it's that it's not Floyd and Manny. No, because man, I mean, you've already done that. Well, you, and you can never do it again because the thing about Manny was Manny was always going to have the Filipino crowd behind yep. him, no matter what. Floyd always got the ratchets. Yep, but it's like Errol and Bud; they don't have like the sound base. Tank got the ratchets. Yeah, you missed out. Yeah, missed the bus. <laughs> you missed, missed the bus. It went from Floyd to Tank. Yep, the ratchets have moved on. Let's talk about this weekend real quick. Uh, last couple minutes of this show. Shakur Stevenson returns home, defending his title. Robeson Consencial. Sorry, Ooh. Robeson Consencial. Get your ass beat. Yeah. I mean, he pushed Oscar Valdez to limit. Valdez gets a controversial decision in his last fight. Valdez had nothing for Shakur. Nothing. Robeson doesn't have the power to threaten Shakur. Doesn't have the power, doesn't have the technique. Speed. Doesn't have the defensive capabilities to avoid Shakur's jab when Shakur decides to unload. It's a good homecoming fight for Shakur. Yeah, I don't think Shakur stops him. No, he, uh, he don't need to. He could. If he finds an opening, he'll take it. But Shakur is that kind of a fighter. Like, yeah. he'll take what you give him. He's not going to overextend himself. He's, not, he's risk adverse. Yep. He reminds me a lot. The more I watched him, I was like, damn, he fights like Andre Ward. 
Oh, a ton. Like, Andre used to, I could get him out of here if I stepped on the gas, but do I need to? Yeah. I do like people like, Friday? You guys didn't promote anything. What is it? I didn't know this Friday's on Friday. I hate my comment section, by the way, if people can't understand this a lot of times. I'm like, yo, if I were promote this fight, when was I going to do it? In the middle of Canelo week? Anyone paying attention? I started promoting it on Monday. Shut up. And yes, it's on a Friday. No college football to combat with. No NFL. Nothing like that. He has the entire Friday night to himself on ESPN. Yeah. Friday night fights used to be the shit. It, they were. Let's bring back that feel. I love that this on a Friday night. Keyshawn Davis in the co-main. That kid's good. Good as hell. That kid is good. Um, If Shakur is Andre Ward, Keyshawn is like Bud. Man's mean. Yeah. In the ring, mean by nature. Shit talks, styles on people. Mean. Yeah. So another guy to watch out at. Watch out for at 135. Should be a great card. On Saturday, during the day, Joe Joyce versus Joseph Parker in the UK. Also on that card, we have Amanda Serrano. Yep. Just defending her titles. Yeah, Amanda Serrano, you know she's good. We're not worried. Yeah, about yeah she's gonna stop. This Joe Joyce Joseph Parker fight is very interesting to me. Joseph Parker been training with with Fury. Yeah. It's like half training, half too much fun. Like that really only works for Tyson Fury. I know. Joe, I mean, this <laughs> I this know. is really, for Joe Joyce, this is the test, right? Yep. Like, you can't, you know, you fought Usyk back in the day. Like, you you look like the next guy, but you got it. Like, Joseph Parker is a tough opponent. Yep. He, he can beat you. He's not even showing up to just be an opponent. He's showing up to win. I need to see something out of Joe Joyce. I'm going to pick Joe Joyce to win. Uh, Man, if if... If Joseph Parker finds his groove early in this fight, Joe Joyce is going to have a tough time. Because Joseph, he's just going to box him. Yep. Um, but I'm still, I'm going to pick Joe Joyce. I think he'll figure it out. He, he's not going to stop him. I don't think he'll stop him. I think the juggernaut might get the stoppage. This is a guy I want to see, like, go against a Joshua. And just take, I understand people saying Joseph Parker is that next step up. But I'd like him to fight, like, a Chisora. Or something like that. I mean, I think he beat... I think Joe beat somebody like Derek Chisora. Derek Chisora is there to... I just want to see him in a war. Well, this yeah. This is another boxing. Yeah, he ain't going to get a war out of Joseph Parker. No. No, he's not getting it. Dr. Dubois was going to give him the, the war. Yeah. Then the high happened, and then... Right. It was a wrap. So, I mean, I just... I haven't seen him in a war. Yeah, you might not. If you look at the heavyweight <laughs> division, it's like, it's, it's you know, unless you go fight Deontay Wilder. Who, I mean... We did our 25, Jared Anderson, Jared Big Baby Anderson. Looks like he's the future in terms of American heavyweights. He got about a year or two. Yeah. He really starts competing. If Joyce is forced to slow down due to the unifications and the undisputed and blah, blah, blah. Maybe Jared Anderson catches him. The promotion there is very easy. Yeah. It's possible. Joe Joyce gets a block knockoff. Yeah. I just don't believe in him. No, I, I don't know why. I like Joe Joyce. I just, like I said, this is the fight he has to show. Yes. Me That's all. Effie a job when he wants. Give me a job. I know he lost to Frank Sanchez. Nobody wants to fight Frankie. So, yeah. give me a job. That, someone that, with a power punch. I just want to see, I mean, see what happens. Effie a job should be fighting. Uh, he just Ngannou. fought. Like, yeah, he fought like two weeks. He fights like in Ghana. Yeah, he knocked out a camp. So, he just needs his confidence back yeah. after Frankie not being able to land a punch. Then we have 
Floyd Mayweather coming back in Japan for an exhibition. Another bank robbery. It's a three-round fight. It's, it's the lead, the rising card. Uh, oh, my God. What's, what's his opponent's name? Um, oh, my Lord. You got to put me on the spot? Yeah, I am. I I'll look remember. it up because I completely forgot. I forgot to, which is which tells you all you need to know about. But the guy's a big deal, right? Like in Japan. Sure. He's a YouTuber. He's like 15. Kyoji Horiguchi? No. Horiguchi no? is the co-main event. I mean, he's the main event of the rising card. Um, oh, Mikuru Asakara. There we go. Mikuru Asakara. That, thank you. Uh, fighting in a natural way. It's not like he's fighting Tension, who was like a midget, and he just pummeled him. But Floyd is going to do what Floyd does. He's going to go out there. He's going to talk to commentary. He's, he's probably going to beat the shit out of this poor kid somewhere in the middle of the fight. It's only three rounds. So round two, round three, Floyd gets him out of there. Um, it's an exhibition, but Floyd like, takes tremendous joy in beating up kids and people. Yes. Like dangerous Don Moore, like he just kind of waited and he was like, I don't feel like being here anymore. Hit him in the body. When he fought uh, Tension, poor he, tension. he was late. Remember he was like two hours late and he showed up like he had somewhere to be. He was yep. like, all right, beat the shit out of this kid. You know, my bags of money and he left. This time, I think if he shows up on time, he has nowhere else to be. He'll play around with him, get him out of here. But three rounds. Look, man. I'm giving it three. That's all it is, is three rounds. It's a three round fight. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's oh, short. he's getting him out there in one. Yeah, he probably would give him a round. He'll probably, <laughs> he'll probably want to see you know, like the rising crowd get excited about this. But Floyd, man, the greatest bank heist in history. He like continues to do this. He doesn't have to fight anybody of consequence. No, who keeps paying this man this much? He's an attraction. That's what you want to be is an attraction. This is damn near just pro wrestling. It is pro wrestling. Yeah, like, he's like, just Brock Lesnar. We know the outcome. Yeah. <laughs> like, Floyd, Floyd, like, if you look on Floyd's Instagram, all he's doing is, like, showing up random places. You know, Floyd, this is Floyd Money Mayweather, and I'm here to show you how to make some money with my fancy cars and, like, <laughs> come watch me fight. Like, he's just, yeah, it's, it's criminal what Floyd is doing when it comes to this. What? I tell people all the time, like, I'm going to watch it because it's my job. If you don't want to watch it, don't fucking watch it. Yeah. It makes Floyd no difference. No. <laughs> like, really, it doesn't. He getting paid regardless of what these pay-per-view points say. He don't care. You, like, you can get mad and talk about it. It's going to be real late on a Saturday night. All true. TV. All true. I'll be in New York. It's going to be late as hell for me. Yeah, all I'll true. Be up. All true, but. So, it's interesting. Floyd probably does this, takes another exhibition before the end of the year continues to cash out. I believe Manny Pacquiao signed on for an exhibition. Today is happening at the start yeah, of next Floyd, year. I see what you're doing. Like, go get your money. Yeah. yeah. I need money too because I like gambling. That's Manny. My, my thought is they're really just best pals. Oh, the background. And Floyd's just like, yo, want to get some of this paper? Yeah. Here. I, I know a guy. Got some bread to make. That's it. Yep. So now they're just laughing all the way to the bank together, arm in arm. And they'll be the best of buds. When they're like 65, just reminiscing about their fight, yep. how much money they made. So that's our week in boxing. Going to be a fun weekend. We'll come back next week, recap everything that's happening. Then we get a, kind of a little bit of a break. We'll be gearing up for our cruise that we're going on, Disney Cruise, going on in like a week or two. So maybe we'll talk about that a little bit during the boxing show. Go over the pound for pound list, which will definitely be out by then. Talk about who's there, who's not. The rank. I'm just, it's crazy. It's madness. And then start preparing again for a huge women's fight coming up on the 15th. 15th is like the busiest day in boxing. Insane. Y'all could have picked any other goddamn day. Clarissa Shields, Savannah Marshall fight, 
Devin Haney, George Cambosis. What am I missing? Already. Uh, Deontay Wilder, Robert Hellenius yeah. with Caleb Plant versus Anthony Durrell in the, the co-main. Yep. Caleb, Caleb Mayers yeah. on the co-main of the women's fight. And there's like a fourth fight. Like, what are y'all doing? Y'all had all October. You choose one day. Thanks a lot, guys. Yes. I, that might be the JoJo Diaz fight. Um, yeah, yeah, I think JoJo's that day, which is just going to be a slugfest of a fight. Yeah. So. Is it, wait, is the, uh, the zone, like social media, is that that day? It is, but the, the big fight moved off. Yeah, the Vitor Belfort. Yeah, it moved to November. Yeah, so, but it's still going on between God knows who and, and like, Belfast Iron. All right, thanks. So, <laughs> it's a lot going on, man. That day, it's going to be fun to preview that. So, tons of boxing still to come in the next coming weeks. We appreciate you all. We'll keep this nice and short since it's been a long show. Thank you to everyone listening. Everyone here at Blue Wire Studios, the Wind Resort in Vegas. For myself, my old man, Andreas Hale, follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, Corner Club for Life on Instagram. Check out our YouTube, see our pretty faces on there and watch all of our shows. We appreciate you all. Until next time, we're out. Peace.